episode four, baby. We made it. So excited to have all of you guys back. There's so much to talk about. So let's just jump right in. So this past Friday was Friday Nights at Disneyland number one. Honestly, I was really nervous because I wasn't sure how the turnout was going to be. You know, it's our first event and I was having flashbacks to the single digit days of Monday nights at Disneyland. And those were pretty rough, but I knew I wanted to, you know, be a part of something great. So I just, you know, toughed it out and just kind of had confidence in myself that this thing would grow into something special, you know, even though I was doing it by myself. But, you know, in reality, every Monday night I had Johnny and whoever was working with him at the magic shop to show support. You know, they were kind of like my safe haven whenever I was nervous to go out into the park and ride something or if I you know got there too late and didn't have enough time to get a photo in front of the castle. The magic shop was always a place where I could go and feel safe and comfortable because, you know, sometimes it's hard going to the park by yourself. But this Friday night, I had Brett with me. And ever since he started showing up to Monday night to Disneyland, he's been super solid. He hasn't missed an event, which I'm super stoked about. Like, even me, like, you guys remember when I went to New York and Boston, I had to miss an event. But Brett, he still held it down. So that's super awesome. And honestly, switching from Monday nights to Friday nights, I wasn't sure if anybody was going to want to switch with me. And sure enough, um, as soon as word got out to him, he was down, like didn't even question it. He just said that he was down. And, you know, that gave me like a great confidence boost because that, you know, right there from the get go, like I knew I wasn't in this alone. You know, a member of the original team was going to be with me on this new night. So I was super stoked to have him with me. Honestly, when I got to the park, I was very surprised at how busy it was. And I get that, you know, there was like a couple different um, conventions going on at the convention center, but I didn't, you know, think it would have that big of an impact on the park as it did. Because when I pulled up to Toy Story parking lot, there was like literally like every lane was full. It probably took me like almost 35 minutes to park, which was crazy. And normally I get like a pretty prime spot when I show up around that time. But this time I had to like park like seriously like in Narnia. It was crazy. But it also kind of worked out in my favor because I had to change my wardrobe. Like I li- like literally had to take my shorts off and put on pants. And I hate doing that when there are a lot of people around, especially kids, because I don't want to like come off as like a weirdo, like getting naked in the parking lot, even though I'm just trying to, you know, look cool. But I finally made it into the park. Um, actually Brett, um, met me at the um, bus before we got into the park. So that made the ride not as awkward, but once we got into the park, we went to Disneyland cause we wanted to go see, you know, what the scene was like. Sure enough, we get to the magic shop. Johnny's not there. And that kind of throws off our whole vibe because normally, you know, it's part of the routine. We go and see Johnny, but this time Will's there. So we're like pretty cool about it. Went and talked to Will and hung out with him and kind of let him know what was going on. You know, let him know that like Friday nights was our new thing. So right now at this point, you know, he might be the guy that we're visiting every Friday night because he did mention at dinner that he works every Friday night. So I just gave him a heads up and told him that, you know, he's going to be seeing us every Friday night from now on. And he was down with it. So it was pretty cool, you know, 
since Johnny um, had a schedule change, um, you know, we just kind of had to find somebody new to go visit. But it, it turns out he works in the same shop as Johnny, so it's like really not that big of a deal. And he was always there on Monday nights, anyways. So it's just like it's almost the same thing as Monday. So that kind of worked out, and you know, wasn't somebody that we didn't like. So I'm cool with that. So met up with Will, and it turns out he was um, hungry. And, you know, like, Brett and I had just gotten off work, so we were, you know, pretty famished. So we all decided to go get um, pizza from Pizza Port. And, you know, we're walking to Pizza Port, and we're just, like, so thrown off at how busy it is. Like, literally, we're walking past the corn dog cart, and the line is maybe, like, 60 people deep. And we're like, whoa, like, what is going on? And then we get to Plaza Inn, no joke, two lines, like, out the door, like, almost onto Main Street, just to get into Plaza Inn. And I'm like, man, this is so wild. So I'm like, okay, like, you know, Corn Dog Cart, super popular, Plaza Inn, best chicken on the West Coast. So I'm, like, not too surprised. We were, like, walk up to Pizza Port, same thing. There's seriously a line out the door. And I'm just like, this is so crazy. This is just mind-blowing. And, like, we kind of sat down at dinner, and we are trying to, like, figure out, like, why it was so busy. And, we you know, we just kind of came to the, clu- the conclusion that it had to be because it's Friday night to Disneyland number one. Like, I was hyping it up all week, you know, letting people know that this is never going to happen again. There's only one Friday nights at Disneyland number one, so please show up. And you can say that you're at the very first Friday nights at Disneyland, which most people tease me about because most people think that Monday nights at Disneyland failed. And no, that's not true. Monday nights at Disneyland did not fail. I just chose to end it because of my new schedule. So after dinner, you know, we said our goodbye to Will, but we let him know that we'd probably stop by before we left the park. So Brett and I you know, wanted to go check out, you know, the lay of the land. Um, you know, we were trying to figure out which attraction would be the one to make it official. Like for Monday nights at Disneyland, we had to ride Astro Blasters to make it official. And, you know, Friday, we could have used the same attraction. But I figured, you know, we'd just spice it up and make it a little different. So Brett and I sat down and talked about it and we kind of just decided on the carousel, you know, we don't want to do like a big ride like Space Mountain because, you know, it's so up in the air and there's chances that it could take hours on some nights. So we don't want it to like eat up all of our time. So we wanted to go something, you know, that was, you know, mild. So we settled on the carousel, which was fine with me because I love the carousel, but I like rarely go on it. So the fact that we chose that for our, you know, stamp of approval for Friday nights at Disneyland made me like pretty stoked. So, we wanted to make it official, so we headed over to Fantasyland. And I wasn't sure how long the line would be because the park was like seriously jam-packed. But luckily, like when we showed up, there was like this cool groove going on, and we probably waited like 15 minutes. And I was actually surprised when we got on because we were like at the tail end of the group, and I was like kind of scared that we were gonna get like, you know, horses that were separated, but we were lucky enough to find two horses um together. And it's pretty funny. I like filmed a couple of videos on my Instagram story. I'm sure a lot of you saw it, but if not, you can follow me at xjamieax. Thank you in advance. And after the carousel, we went to um, Frontierland because we wanted to go ride Big Thunder. 
that was about an hour wait and we were like nah didn't really feel like waiting an hour so we cruised over to haunted mansion and that was a 90 minute wait and we were like definitely not going to ride that so we opted to go to dca to kind of check that place out because we figured it wouldn't be as busy as disneyland and sure enough we were right you know we walked into dca it was like a ghost town compared to disneyland which was a nice you know change of pace because there was seriously a million people over there and walked into dca um like a lot of things were closed so we um settled on soaring over the world and that was about like a 45 minute wait not too bad that's like a fair wait time so we waited it out and we get into the attraction buckle up and we're sitting there for like five minutes and we're like wow like why is this taking so long and sure enough like the ride um was having like technical difficulties so we had to get escorted out so that was kind of a waste they did um, give us fast passes to um, other attractions but i think at that point like we were just kind of like over it just because it was so busy so we just spent like the rest of the night just like walking around, you know, talking to people, taking photos with the fans. But um, after the ride, you know, had their issues, like we just kind of just wanted to chill. So we just like walked around and took it easy, just kind of like took time to reflect on what Monday Nights at Disneyland was and what we hope Friday Nights at Disneyland is going to be. On Saturday night, UFC held an event in Fresno. And I was particularly excited because the main event was Brian Ortega versus Cub Swanson. I was pretty bummed at the result of the main event just because I used to train at Cub's gym back home before I moved out. I used to go there all the time with Andre and Mark. Shout out to those guys. And, you know, I just feel like I had you know, just like a personal investment in him because, you know, I've seen him many times at the gyms. I rolled with him when he had a hurt shoulder and, you know, just like overall a great guy. So it just sucks to see somebody like that lose, especially someone like as talented as him too. It was just kind of a bummer. Also, even like with his like contract, um, you know, up with that being his last fight, it just, you know, sucks to see him lose at this point in his career. So I'm hoping you know, him and the UFC can uh, come to terms or if he decides to go to Bellator, you know, wherever he ends up, I just hope, you know, he's happy. But, you know, props to Brian Ortega, T-City, you know, once again, just pulled out a clutch submission. Like round one, you know, uh, I, I gave it to Cub, even though he um, got caught in that submission at the end of the round, you know, he was most likely saved by the bell. But round two... He just looked like a little tentative. You know, he was still striking with him, but at the same time, like, it just looked like he was worried about getting caught in a sub. And it's just a bummer that he did. So um, props to Brian. Um, I don't think he should be next uh, for the featherweight title. I think he should fight somebody like a Ricardo Lamas. Just, um, you know, keep him warm while he waits for Frankie Edgar to get his shot. But my most, like, favorite fight of the night was Marlon Marias versus Aljamain Sterling, you know, two top Bantamweight fighters. And, you know, Marlon was just like a super stud in the World Series of Fighting. His first fight in the UFC didn't pan out against Rafael Asuncao, which I thought he won, but he just lost the decision. But, man, he came in and just knocked Aljamain Sterling dead. Like, 
he didn't even like mean to knock him out with a knee. Like he was going for a kick, and his knee just caught Aljamain on his chin and just knocked him out cold. It was pretty bad. It was a pretty nasty knockout. But it was cool to see Marlon, you know, shine like that because I think, you know, he's one of the, like the best like one thirty fivers in the world. Like thinking a matchup with him and TJ like Dillashaw just gets me so excited. Or even give him Cody Garbrandt on his way up. I think Marlon can take all those guys out. If you haven't been on the blog lately, it looks a little different. I changed the layout. Wanted to spice things up. Honestly, I wanted to wait till the beginning of the year to uh, make it go live. But I was just messing with it tonight and just figured, like, what the heck. Like, it's, like, 99% done. So I'll just make it live right now. But I'm not announcing it anywhere else but here. So if you're listening to this and you're curious... Go check it out, jmrk.com. I just posted a quick little write-up on the teaser trailer for Jessica Jones Season 2, which I'm super stoked about because Jessica Jones is my favorite Marvel Netflix series. Also, I just did an interview with uh, Phoenix Herrera from Fortune's Fool from Colorado Springs, Colorado. If you're into heavy hardcore, you just some good beat down, I highly suggest you go check that out. Um, I, I got a new interview coming through uh, in a couple weeks. Um, I, I should be getting it back very soon. And it's with somebody that is very special to me. So I'm looking forward to being able to share that with you guys and help promote his band. Also, while you're on the website, please make sure to stop by the shop, pick up something cool. We still got vegan teas in stock. Let's Ride Something Hats are running low on stock. Those are actually probably the most popular item that we have. And you know that it's the most fire merch in the game. So stop playing and go pick up something now. On Sunday at the PlayStation Experience, it was the finals for the Capcom Cup for Street Fighter V. And Rise Menard took the whole thing. He beat Tokido in Grand Finals which is very impressive. Honestly, he's giving me so much inspiration for season three. Like I took season one and two off and I'm just ready to grind, man. Like season one, you know, I'm playing like a brand new game, trying to get good. And even like, honestly, for like half the season, I even own a PS4. So like I missed out on that. And then season two, I'm just like trying to play catch up and actually learn like, the ins and outs of Mike, my, my character, which was, you know, kind of fun because this is like the first time that I actually took playing a character serious. Like I'm on like all the forums, reading all the moves and knowing like, you know, frame data, learning all the matchups. So I'm looking forward to season three because I'm going to just continue to grow and learn to use Laura way better than I do now. Cause like, honestly, like I have this like really weird tendency where I play to the person I'm playing skill level. So even though like I'm better than them, like I'll still play to their low level and just get mopped up by like their stupid tactics. So going forward, I'm just going to try to hit the lab and just, you know, play my game and just win because season three, there's a lot of promise. And they revealed the whole cast for season three right away, which is very exciting. Like we get Sakura on January 16th, 
but I'm just like really looking forward to Sagat. But it's just kind of a bummer that he's like the most like anticipated uh, DLC character, but he's going to be the last character for this season if it goes like the way season um, one and two did. So that's kind of cool. But then they also revealed a new character, some guy named G. He looks like Abraham Lincoln, which is pretty funny because all day on Twitter and Instagram, everybody's been like posting like funny memes of him, like, you know, G looking like Abe Lincoln being all political. It's pretty funny. I'll link some in the show notes. Also, shout out to Capcom for coming out with like a very impressive like reveal trailer for season three. They've been catching like a lot of flack for, you know, since the release of Street Fighter V and even with the release of Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, they've been getting like a ton of criticism. So I'm actually really happy with like the release trailer for Street Fighter V Arcade Edition. So props to you, Capcom. You know, 2017 is almost over. 2018 is right around the corner and you guys can start the year off right. Please give us awesome Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite DLC. You know, Marvel, um, Disney's about to announce that they're purchasing 20th First Century Fox. So they're getting back the X-Men, Fantastic Four. So please give us some cool DLC characters. Give us Wolverine. Give us Reed Richards, The Thing, something cool. Give me Cyclops. Just bring somebody cool back. Just make us happy. And just continue to do what you're doing right now. And 2018 should be an amazing year for Capcom fighting games. And also, speaking of fighting games, how did I not mention this? Uh, Bandai Namco um, announced Soul Calibur 6. Wow, I'm super excited. I can't wait for this new Soul Calibur. The game just looks intense. Like I'm going to be honest, like it didn't look as polished as I thought it would, but I'm just guessing it's not final like footage that they showed us. But since uh you know Soul Calibur 5 it's been so long. So I'm like super excited that they announced that and showed like a cool little trailer for it. You know, I'm just hoping they bring back uh Tira, Cervantes, and even like, you know, the creative character. That was like one of the most like fun aspects of Soul Calibur was just being able to customize your character and just create your own. But even like guest characters, like guest characters in Soul Calibur have been super awesome. Like going all the way back to Soul Calibur 2, we got uh, Heihachi on PS2, Spawn on Xbox, and Link on GameCube which was like super cool. Um, I was kind of like low key bummed about Heihachi, even though like I love Tekken, I was just hoping for like another like cool guest character for PlayStation because like when I look at Spawn on Xbox, I'm like, that's pretty badass because Spawn is awesome. But then GameCube, I'm like a huge Zelda fan. So the fact that they got Link, I was like really jealous. And on Soul Calibur 4 for guest characters, you're able to use Yoda, Darth Vader, and Starkiller from Star Wars The Force Unleashed, which was really cool. Honestly, you know, I've been a fan of Star Wars. Not like I am now. Like, back then I was, like, a, you know, like a casual fan. But I feel like now I'm, like, a little more hardcore. So back then, seeing those, like, characters, like, from Star Wars in a fighting game, like, it seemed, like, pretty random. But it made, like, a little sense just because there was a lot of hype at the time around The Force Unleashed. So it was kind of cool to have them in a fighting game, like being able to use Darth Vader. But just the fact that you could even use Starkiller, because he's such a badass character from 
The Force Unleashed. I was pretty stoked about that. And then let's jump to Soul Calibur V. Your um, guest character was uh, Ezio from Assassin's Creed 2, which is pretty badass because I loved Assassin's Creed 2 and 3. And, like, the whole, um, like, Ezio storyline was really fun. And I was, like, really stoked to see him in one of my favorite fighting games ever. And, like, honestly, like, they always kill it with, like, their guest characters. So I'm really looking forward to seeing who they're going to be able to bring in in Soul Calibur 6. What would be super wild for guest characters in Soul Calibur 6 is if they incorporated characters from the Dragon Ball Z universe since next year they are releasing Dragon Ball Fighters. So that, that would be pretty interesting. But obviously, like I don't think they would put in anybody from the main Dragon Ball Z roster, but I'm sure they could find some cool characters that aren't in the game to make cool guest appearances in Soul Calibur 6. Last week, the question around the warehouse was... Would you rather die by the hands of a robot or by a nuclear bomb? And in my mind, it's a no-brainer. I'd rather die by a nuclear bomb because, you know, there's the impact. Boom, you're dead. You know, if you're getting killed by a robot, you're getting ripped to shreds. You're going to feel the pain. It's not going to be as quick. You know, assuming this robot's just going to, you know, rip you to shreds and then fuck you in the ass. So, you know, we went around, I'm almost asked everybody and I was surprised at how, you know, different everybody's answers was. I thought it'd be unanimous, you know, die by nuclear bomb, see you later, see you in the afterlife, you know, let's go round two at life, I'm down. But no, some people chose to, you know, die by the hands of a robot, which is so crazy because I would never let that happen. Fuck Sophia. I would trip that bitch, pour a cup of water in her face, and she'd be done. You know, I'm one of those people who are worried about the future of AI and all these robots being built because I don't want to end up like the people from Ex Machina or iRobot. You know, I'm team human, not team robots. I don't want to get to a point where, you know, robots are going to have you know their own rights it just sounds so crazy to me but maybe i don't know maybe i'm wrong maybe robots will need their own rights in the future because um, i'm not very educated on the situation right now but i just can't imagine you know living among robots like they're humans which is just sounds so crazy just to think about because you know i don't even know where we're from i don't know what the point of life is Right now, I'm just trying to make it, you know, trying to entertain all of you guys who come every week and listen to the podcast. But um, if you haven't been asked that question this week, you know, how would you want to die? Would you want to die at the hands of a robot from Ex Machina? Or would you want to die by a nuclear blast? So just let me know in the comment section below. And I'll also post a poll on my Twitter, and you guys can vote there as well. On Sunday, I honestly didn't plan on doing anything. I was just at home, chilling. And I got a text from Andy. He asked me if I wanted to go to Disneyland. And I was down. You know, it's always hard to say no to Disneyland with friends. So it was cool to go to the park. Especially since two of my favorite Disneyland girls 
were at the park and I was hoping uh, to meet up with them. Shout outs to Amber Arden and Raven from Florida, who's been evading me for a very long time. You know, throwback to the Monday nights at Disneyland that I took off was the first time that Raven came to Disneyland and me being an idiot. I missed that opportunity. And the next time she came out was for the meet and greet, but I couldn't get the day off from Absolute. You know, it was one of our like busy times during Warp Tour. So I had to suck it up and just, you know, show up late. And I did, got to the park. I was with um, Brett and Taryn, but I was just so nervous and scared. <laughs> it sounds so dumb, but yeah, I, I hate being late to anything. So the fact that I was late to this meet and greet, I just didn't want to show up. So I, I remember it like, you know, perfectly. We were in line to take a picture in front of the Cars Land sign because it was um, you know, changed out for Halloween. And while we're in line, um, you know, Raven and her little posse walk by and I'm just like staring at her. I'm like, oh, my God, there she is. Like, you know, it was like weird because I see her all the time on my Instagram feed. I watch like all of her Instagram stories. So I just was like, wow, there she is. But I, I don't want to stop her just because she's with like a big group. And I don't want to like go and have to like meet all these people that I honestly probably wouldn't have cared about. It sounds messed up, but that's just probably how it would have been. So I figured, all right, whatever, like, we'll just cut our losses. And the next time that she was in town was for Dapper Day. And I know a lot of you have been waiting for that Dapper Day podcast. But, you know, I just um, haven't released it yet just because of the drama that surrounds it. And, uh, you know, there's certain people out there that have been dying to listen to it so that they could feel the drama. But for now, we're just going to kind of leave it in the safe we'll release it eventually but yeah um raven was in town on dapper day and that was my other opportunity to run into her but you know i put all my eggs in this other basket and it just didn't work out it was kind of a crappy day so we're moving on from that fast forward to sunday raven's back and i'm like okay like this is it like i'm feeling pretty good and i'm really mad that my phone's going off i feel like very amateurish about having my phone on thanks a lot felix texting me during the podcast but, um, yeah, I felt like this was it, you know, like we're going to go to Disneyland and going to meet Raven for the first time. It's going to be magical. So had a lot of confidence. Literally, like we're walking into Disneyland Andy had to go use the bathroom. So I walk into the opera house and I'm just kind of like, you know, checking my phone and I stumble across Raven's Instagram story and she was literally in the opera house like eight minutes before we got there. So I was like, oh, cool. Like, you know, definitely going to run into her. And, you know, I was like, I'm not going to stress, you know, it'll happen organically, which was which is cool because like I don't want to go and like, you know, have like an awkward run in. Like, I think it's always better if it's just like, you know, just organic just natural just nothing planned so it's not weird and you know i can just like flow and just be myself but uh like after andy used the bathroom you know we walked by the magic shop johnny wasn't working it was will and santiago but i I didn't go in at that time we just headed towards Adventureland because andy wanted a dole whip and i was down to get a pineapple juice um you know honestly I, i haven't had a dole whip in a long time for some reason, I'm just you know down for the pineapple juice. So we went and did that. The line wasn't too bad. But like while we were there, the um, cast members were like in the middle of like a shift change. 
So they were like, you know, counting out their registers and the guy behind Andy was like, you know, being kind of rude about it, you know, like scoffing about how long it was taking. But it was just like really annoying that he was just, you know, being rude about it. And, you know, when I deal with stuff like that, that just, you know, makes me stoked on my death to Taurus T-shirt because it's just like people like that just piss me off. And I would wish they weren't in the park on top of strollers, too. I wish um, strollers weren't allowed in the park. And, you know, in January, I have a new Disneyland T-shirt coming out that has to do with that um, issue. So, you know, keep a lookout for that. jmrk.com slash shop. But we got our, you know, Dole Whips and pineapple juice and we went to go scope out, you know, Pirates and Haunted Mansion. But the wait times are just insane. You know, uh, people are rolling out for Andy's Sunday nights at Disneyland. You know, it was pretty popular. So we just like said, screw it. Like, let's go to Winnie the Pooh. That's pretty low key. And the line shouldn't be too long. So we rolled out to Critter Country. And it wasn't bad. You know, we literally like waited like maybe five minutes. So that, that was pretty cool. And from there, you know, we just kind of like agreed that Disneyland was like way too packed at that moment. So we just like headed over to DCA and just wanted to scope out the scene over there because normally when Disneyland's that packed, DCA is like more on like a chill vibe. So we headed over there and, you know, just kind of strolled through some of the shops. Um, Andy was on a hunt for uh, a new T-shirt because he wore a hoodie and like a long sleeve, but it was just like too warm and he wanted like an outfit change which is crazy because I've never done an outfit change at Disneyland. I've literally just gone in the clothes on my back and just like, you know, let that be my outfit for the day. But I don't know, one of these days, maybe I'll just like pack like 10 outfits and get a large locker and, you know, be cool and do an outfit change. But maybe I'll just wait till I get my photographer, whoever that will be. I have no idea if you're, you know, listening to this and you're, uh, an aspiring photographer or even like a legit photographer looking for a new job, you know, come holler at me because I'm trying to, you know, hire somebody to, you know, be my personal cameraman for when I go to Disneyland so we can get these vlogs popping. You know, I'm trying to get on that cloud gang level. If you know what I'm saying. Oh my God. I almost forgot when we were leaving Disneyland, <laughs> I should be laughing at this, but we were leaving Disneyland. Uh, we're walking out um, on the, side um, in front of city hall so we're, we're like walking out on the right side if you're leaving the park you know where city hall is and this old lady like she had been like a no joke probably like in her late 70s or 80s she like is going to step up the curb and i just think she misses but it's so bad because as she's falling she doesn't like try to catch herself she just like extends her body like to the max so it looks like she's just like diving into a pool but she seriously falls so freaking hard and like i was just you know filled with like a mix of emotions because like you know normally if that's like in a youtube video i'd be cracking up but since i saw it in real life like yeah like i really wanted to laugh but at the same time like i felt really bad because like her whole family you know stopped and was like oh my god like are you okay they like rolled her over on her side and that got me thinking like, oh shit, like she fell really hard. She's really old. And if she broke her hip, like, you know, this could be the end of her life, which is like a big bummer because like they probably had like a magical day at the park, but on the way out, grandma just missed the curb and splat. So, you know, 
I just you know had to bring that up because it was just like this crazy like intense moment but in all honesty like I hope grandma's okay you know hope she made it out of the park you know without any broken bones I really hope she didn't break her hip because if she you know broke her hip you know I don't think things are going to be looking good for her DCA was a pretty short trip you know we got some beer well not me obviously um Andy and Nikki got beer we walked along the pier uh we got on soaring over the world which was pretty cool because, you know, as I mentioned earlier in the blog, um, Brett and I didn't make it on. So it was cool to actually experience the ride because it's been a while. But after that, we actually went back to Disneyland just because, you know, I wanted to get like a cool picture of the group. But, um, you know, I honestly didn't end up getting one. We literally like went back to Disneyland, uh, got on Astro Blasters and I got a terrible score. Like, I don't know if like, you know, I'm like past my prime, which I'm hoping I'm not, but I just want to, you know, chalk it up to me having another bad gun. That's three bad guns in a row because like I like hit like 6 million, uh, not 6 million. Wow. I'm lying. I meant 600,000. I didn't even break a million. So like, I was just like kind of discouraged because, you know, I was feeling pretty good about it before we went on, but you know, while I was on the ride, I just couldn't hit anything. So, like, you know, hopefully the next time I go on, I get, like, a decent gun. And I'll try to, you know, hit that top 10. Team 10, fuck Jake Paul, you know, Clout Gang for Life, Phase Banks, Phase Up. But, uh, yeah, we were, you know, kind of tired. It was getting pretty late, and we all had work the next day. So we, like, you know, decided to head out. But all night... Andy was looking for like, you know, an air freshener for his car. So we decided we'd stop at the Emporium, went to the Emporium. Like I asked like the first cast member I saw the guy, like literally had no idea what I was talking about. He suggested World of Disney. You know, sure enough, we went to World of Disney. We asked three different cast members and all three of them gave us a different answer. But one of us pointed to the Grand California Hotel saying that maybe, you know, they would be the spot since it's kind of like a touristy location. So sure enough, we head to the Grand Californian and nope, nobody's ever even heard of the air fresheners we were looking for. So that was kind of a bummer. But, you know, in the lobby of the Grand Californian, they have the, you know, giant gingerbread house and the nice Christmas tree. So we were like going and admiring that. But it was so, like, annoying because, like, you know, like, when you can feel, like, somebody staring at you. So, like, I was, like, looking at the gingerbread house. Like, one of the cast members was, like, super hyped up, you know, like, pointing out all these cool facts about it. And, you know, just super hyped on life. But, like, I was, like, man, was I feel like somebody's looking at me. So I turn around and there's this girl. She's just, like, sunken in the couch. And she's just staring at me like she has a problem. And, like... I was thinking, like, man, like, I don't know her. Like, why is she looking at me like that? Because, like, you know, I didn't make eye contact with her or anything before that moment. But then it hit me. It's like, oh, it's because I'm wearing my death to tourist t-shirt and she's probably a tourist. And she probably hates the fact that I'm wearing that. She probably thinks I'm trying to be edgy. But at the same time, she probably doesn't know that there's a real meaning behind it. So, you know, jokes on her for judging me because she's an idiot and doesn't understand the real meaning of my shirt. So, like, I, I just kind of, like, you know, just turned around. I was like, whatever. She's, like, going to be, like, you know, giving me dirty looks. Like, it's not a big deal. So, like, I'm still there hanging out. And I'm like, man, like, I feel like I'm crazy. So, like, I asked Nikki. I'm like, hey, like, you know, like, don't, 
like, you know, make it obvious, but there's this girl sitting in a chair behind me. Like, is she still staring? And sure enough, she still was. She was just, like, giving, like, dirty looks. And it's like, man, it's so annoying because, you know, I was just there hanging out my mind my own business but she's over here staring you know trying to act like super tough and it's like come on like we're in a hotel lobby like you're really gonna try to like stare like stare me down like that like i'm not gonna do anything i'm not gonna fight you it's so annoying but yeah so that was just our little adventure into the hotel and the tram back because like we didn't end up parking in uh the toy story lot again because the PlayStation experience was going on and they blocked off that parking lot. So we ended up parking at Mickey and friends. So we just caught the tram back, you know, got really good parking, you know, shout outs to George from Doak. You know, we had to drop his name inside Mickey and friends and they're like, Oh wow. You know, George from Doak, like he's a legend around here. So here's like, you know, premium parking. So we literally got like the second spot from the escalator which was pretty amazing. So shout out to George, you know, for being the legend that he is and not knowingly getting us amazing parking. Yeah, I think we're actually going to call it right here. You know, this has been so much fun. This is episode four. This is definitely the longest we've ever ran. And I'm stoked. I'm happy, you know, just thinking about the podcast, just the things that I could do with it is just gets me more excited to do these more often. So I want to thank all of you to you know, everybody that's subscribed, you know, um, if you're not subscribed, please subscribe, you know, you can get the new episodes in your feed instantly. You try to do this, um, at least once a week, but yeah, once again, I want to thank all of you for, you know, taking the time out of your day to listen to me because I know how precious time is because I'm so busy, you know, I barely get time to myself. So the fact that you guys want to take time out of your day you know, during your commutes or during your jogs or wherever you're listening to me at, you know, it just means the world to me. And also I want to give a special shout out to the homie art. You know, it's sad. Um, he's going away for a couple days. Uh, you know, it doesn't sound like too bad, like a couple days, but in reality, it's just a bummer to see when your homies, uh, get locked up. So, you know, shout outs to art, free art, He's innocent. Um, you know, we're going to miss you over at Absolute. So just keep your head up, stay strong, and, you know, you'll get through county like it's no problem. And, you know, when you get out, I got you on a bag of hot Cheetos. So um, once again, everybody just keep art in your thoughts, and we'll see you guys next week. Bye.